Hey guys, and welcome back to the Creative Influencer Podcast. Today we are talking about getting more confident behind the camera and what it looks like for branding specifically on social media. I know a lot of you are going to love this episode and especially when it comes to having more confidence. I had such a great chat with my girl, Nat Karen, who is an amazing branding photographer. She specializes in storytelling and gosh, oh my gosh, this girl has so much experience. So please go give her a follow. You can reach out to her on Instagram at Nat Karen photo or better yet, why don't you go book a photo shoot with her? So I'm so excited. I can't wait for you guys to dig into this episode and hear all of our amazing tips and tricks and what we struggle with being small business owners. Hope you guys love it. Hey guys, do you love shopping as much as me? Actually, online shopping for me is a little bit of a hobby, shall we say. Don't forget to include RB Furniture Shop in all your online store lists. We are set and ready for the year, and we can't wait for you to check out all the fun new accessories and furniture that we have sourced online. Head over to the website, rbfurnitureshop.com, or better yet, subscribe to the mail list and receive 15% off your first online order. What better way to get started? And who doesn't love savings? Flat rate shipping applies. Happy shopping, guys. Cool. Um, and then just for getting a hold of you, so if they want to reach out and follow you, so it's the Nat Karen photo and that's your Instagram handle. Is there any other places you want people to catch up with you at or? Sure. Uh, so yeah, website is just Nat Karen Photography and um, the my TikTok account is Nat Karen Photog. Okay. Good. But G and B and because we're going to get from Nat Karen photo. Oh, it's so fun. I'm going to find that Nat Karen photo though and. Yeah, their account for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so why should you show your face? I feel like this is like such a good question. Um, and in particular, women are so self-conscious about this. And all we do, like I feel like for myself, like when I'm a woman, I definitely go, the first place I go to is when somebody takes a picture of me. I am first up to look where I scan literally the, the entire group picture and I look for myself. And um, why do you think it is that we do that, like, as women in particular? Because I know, like, a lot of my guys, like, the friends, like, they're not doing that. Like, why do you feel like females are doing that so much? Um, I think that there's a definitely a generation of women that do that. And it's primarily, I think, this is just my thought process, but I really do believe this because our cameras, we grew up with point-and-shoot cameras. We grew up with these crappy cameras that our parents would take pictures of us on and they were terrible lighting um and they just didn't look very nice they were never very like pleasing to the eye never really looked like us and i do think that there's this generation of young women who are coming up now that are used to taking selfies and used to taking photos of themselves with their phone um and and they're constantly putting it out there i don't think that they have the same issue that we do i don't think that they're going to have the same kind of people take their photos because they're not going to know their angles and they're going to know like how to do it. I think a lot of it has to do with just getting comfortable with it. Um, and we don't need to be perfect in photos. I want to just strip that away. But if we want to look a little bit better in photos, if we want that, you know, a little bit nicer present, um, just understanding what your angles are, like what is the best way to move your face, not having your face up. Often people will bring their face up that they're pulling away from the camera and that never looks very good (laughs) or or they're shooting upwards on themselves you know like they're doing odd things that are not going to make them look like themselves ultimately Uh, and I think that there is this perfectionism that comes from a lot of us that we do feel like we need to be perfect we need to strip that away yeah it's there it's no perfect right yeah that doesn't exist. I agree. Do you like having your phone taken? 
I, you know what? I think I'm getting better at it because I feel like it's something I want to challenge myself with. But no, I think that for most of the time, I feel super uncomfortable with getting my picture taken. However, I do think that people look at me and they're like, oh, she's so confident or, oh, like she must love taking her picture. And the reality is, is that I don't like I it makes me really uncomfortable. But the interesting part is, is that I think now as like I'm in my 40s. So like I think each decade kind of encapsulates stuff. Right. So I love the fact that you're speaking towards that. In high school, I did not, I mean, you had a cell phone, but it certainly wasn't like, you know, a smartphone where you're like taking selfies and you have all these, like, we literally would take pictures on our disposable cameras, run, get them developed. And then he would be like, looking to see what picture was like a complete flap or not. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because now, um, like going back and I was sharing some pictures with my friends and I love looking at them. Like, I love looking at those memories, even though probably in that moment, you know, I didn't think that maybe like my chin was that great or like this angle wasn't that perfect or whatever. But I'm like, girl, like if I could go back to being like Amanda being like 18, like and like (laughs) she was great back then. Right. So I think it's like in the moment, like, you know, or even and I I feel like even speaking towards like when you have kids, right, like I think with moms and you look at pictures, it's like, take the picture, like, just take the picture, even though, you know, you might not feel as confident as, you know, there's such, there's such beauty in it to go back and then reflect on it. Um, And it's not about like having the perfect angles or, you know, all of that stuff, especially just in like that, like, I just, I love, I love a natural picture when you've just like, captured like that beauty or that rawness or that smile and it's hard to do that when you're constantly in the back of your mind thinking I'm not perfect or I'm not great or I'm not this because you're not really encapsulating the moment itself right Mm -hmm. I I don't I don't know if that makes sense but um yeah it definitely definitely does make sense there's you know and I see people come into the studio all the time I would say one in ten women will come in and be completely comfortable one in ten like nine other women are coming in and completely horrified of the idea of having their photo taken which the wait which really wish it wasn't like that that's alarming like when you think about that's that that's that like if it's one in ten women that are coming in with the level of confidence that it takes to take you know uh, just a picture like and they're there and they're showing up like they've booked you and um yeah i just i feel like I feel like we just need to all get better about that. And I think it's interesting, though, because I do feel like my like my girls generation, like they're coming up. And I think that they're starting to post a lot more natural stuff where it's like in the moment where we're not perfectionist, like we're not looking through like we're not looking for that, you know, I don't know, like that perfection. Like what is perfection? You know, I think that they're trying to capture, I don't know, the the new the new generation of like coming up and they're just like. I don't know, like, yeah, it's the fails. Like, the fails are becoming part of the reality of of stuff. But, um, yeah, and I think that there's, like, a real beauty to that towards, like, for sure. I, I feel that, like, you know, when we have, like, so many people that are not confident with that, like, it just makes me want to, like, pull people aside and say, like, here, I'm on the same path with you. Like, I just want you to know that, like, I'm not confident. I, I even, like, I was having a conversation with somebody last night. Um, they were it's funny how you perceive one thing right like you look at somebody and you think oh they're so confident in something and the reality is is that most of us are probably struggling with some something right mm-hmm. there's something sure. that's going on so but um, do you not think that we should just start using a different vocabulary i've heard both of us say almost the same thing that oh we're, we don't like having our photos taken but maybe we just need to start saying I like having my photo taken yeah like maybe we just need to start using that vocabulary and changing and not plain, because I do this all the time. I notice this often where I've said to my clients, like, oh, I hate having my photo taken as well. Why not just be confident and excited about it? Like, maybe that's, maybe that's the shift that we also need to actually make right now is this different vocabulary and saying, and stop being small. Because I do feel like as soon as I stop being small and I start saying the words, no, actually, I'm getting better at having my photo taken. Um, that I start to feel a little more confident too. Yeah. You know, I think that we're so, as women, you know, this is awful that 
as women, we do play small. We we try and make each other feel bigger. Yeah. You know, we're always trying to raise each other up. And we should be trying to raise ourselves up in order to help other people, other women rise up, right? I, I agree. And I think that there's like a massive movement that needs to take place in that. And maybe yeah. is it because, you know, we're coming from a generation where just like, I don't feel... Like not like I I don't feel like in my my mother's age that really women kind of did that. Like I don't feel right. like they really got together and like had this massive shift where it was like, you know, this is what you need to do. And 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 we've changed and evolved. And we you know it's funny. I th- I think the same can be said. Like I'm gonna put taking picture wearing a bikini as Ooh. at the same. It's the same level because so many women will choose not to do that. And or and or avoid taking their picture in it because they're not the level of perfection where it's like, girl, like I've had three C-sections like I am not going on the cover of like, you know, women like like it's just but it's like wear the damn bikini because you know what I like if you and take the picture like take the picture of you in the bikini because like, why not? Like you're never going to achieve this like what whatever your version of perfect is like just like be confident in where you are. and. It takes a, a massive shift. I've, I'm actually like, I've been coached. I sit on a phone call and I get coached every week by one of my business coaches. And she was actually saying to me, she's like, you got to show up more on social media. Like people want to see you. And it's the same with you, Nat, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's like people want to see the face of what you are behind your brand, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is my business. It's my baby. I'm sure like with you, like, it, it's like, I love it. I eat, sleep and breathe it every single day. And like, I get nervous about being behind a camera talking about something that I should have, which I do, like I have radiant amount of confidence with, right? Like, but I feel uncomfortable about talking about certain things with people when it's on a voice. And the only way to overcome that, I believe, is just to keep showing up. You got to keep doing it. That's the only way. It's just like anything. Like the more that you do it, the more you get experienced that, the more you get comfortable with it. There was one day that we we couldn't walk there was one day that we couldn't ride a bike and now it's just like great no brainer that we can do it it's the same thing with any of this like showing up on social media and actually showing your face especially for your business yeah i do think that um and i don't know if you agree with this but don't you think that um people that don't those individuals men and women that don't show up with their themselves i think a lot of individuals and i've heard this often in the studio as well that they feel like they are, um, like, why me? Why do I need to show my face? You know, like, I'm, I'm not that important. Why would anyone want to see me? Yeah. And and I do think that people think that they're almost, like, too conceited if they're showing their faces too much. They're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is you. This is the brand. This is why people are hiring you is because of you. Yeah. Not because of, you know, not because of the really great, oh, the education's really good, too gotta show up and show who you are and be vulnerable and and people love you for all of the little mistakes that you make too it's not just for your perfection when i think that there's like a huge amount like if you especially if you're showing up as like a branded business like and even if you're doing this like for personal reasons but especially business i feel like people really connect with an authentic version of yourself and when yes. you're showing up unapologetically like i've become such a dork with this stuff like i don't care like I post so many like dorky videos and stuff and it's like if you don't like that like that's cool but that's my jam like that's what speaks to me and and that's what I love doing and you you can like it or not and I think it's like having that level of not only confidence but you're unapologetic about it because you're just like this is me that's my version that's what makes me happy that's what gives me joy that's why I'm showing up this is what I do what I do and um and there's only one version of you. Like, that's, I think people are so intimidated by that. It's like, the world needs you, right? Like, the world needs you to show up as you because you're the only person that's going to do that. And I feel like even, I would say even adding this to this, like, I have two girls. Like, showing them that level of confidence as you have, like, especially as a woman, it's really, really important for them to see that, like, beauty is an all different standard, like, and it doesn't matter, like, just have the confidence to show up, to be there, to, you know, do this, do that. And 
I'll constantly like I'll I'll be like posting a video. I'm like, hey girls, like what do you think about this? And they'll help me like edit things out or like you know or whatever. And and a couple times I've said like I don't know, and they're like, no, post it. Like it's oh, it's good. So, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. And I feel like it's important to have that you know. And even at, I'm gonna say like we had we had this thing that happened at the the gym where um. Obviously, like, I'm a little bit older than a lot of the, the girls that are there. And these girls are wearing short shorts, right? Like, they're short, short shorts. And, uh... <laughs> short, 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 short. They're short, like, short, short shorts. And, um... And the thing is, too, is that, like, so a couple of, uh... We, we're, like, the boomer club. We're the boomer club in the gym. And I'm okay with yeah. that. I don't even know what boomer is what age they start up. But, like, it's totally cool. I think it's, like, 55. <laughs> I'm not 55, but I'm but I'm in the boomer category, the golden girl age. And um, anyways, so uh, so yeah, like a couple of them were hesitant about buying the shorts. And we've literally like we'll post videos, and like one of the hashtags is wear the damn shorts because it's like it speaks to that too, right? It goes back into the bikini. It goes back into that. Like nobody, like anybody that's looking at those shorts, like whatever, just enjoy the moment. If that's what really speaks to you and you feel happy and you're confident about doing it, yeah, show up, go do that. Like it, it, it's only one version of you. So I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. I love that you keep talking about like small clones. I'm like, so I can't even just wear my track pants. Yeah. yeah. Wear the tan track yeah no hey i'm i'm with that too like somebody somebody asked me a question about uh like having a meeting and i work a lot from home and i was like i don't dress up like only if it's like sometimes it's only like top half like you know for the zoom calls because most of the time i'm in i track pants oh i know what it was it, it, it was um people i think posting uh it's outfit of the day so like that's like the trending thing i oh, i'm yeah. like a not like I'm not posting an outfit of the day because most of the time my outfits of the day are either in like a workout clothes or track pants. So I don't yes. think you really want to see it, but a lot of people are doing this and I'm like, I don't think I can get on that trend because I don't know if it's going to like, like, it's, it's oh, weird. Yes, you and I should start doing that because like, we'll be like, after <laughs> the day, track pants that don't match the top. No, it is. It's like complete mismatch. Like I, my, in my version of like, like comfy clothes are like, my son's like old worn out like you know like like hockey shirt or something like holy track pants that i've had for about 20 years like it's not pretty like it's not even like a cruise hair of lulu's like it's just like and i'm comfortable can we commit to this can yeah. we start doing this every day yeah this, our outfit is very horrible and we can argue the worst outfit yeah that's me like it's just like uh, that's where i'm at i'm like I, it was um it's it's i think of this this is totally off topic but it was um how people are going on to like online dating platforms and one of the things is is like this outfit of the day i am mm -hmm. such a relic with it like i'm like i don't have time for that like i plus like what i don't think you want me posting these outfits of the day like i have no idea but like that's not gonna get me a date i know that for sure i know that for sure I'm thinking about my outfit from Sunday, which was a Bob Ross t-shirt. You know what Bob Ross is? Amazing. You don't know Bob Ross is? You're going to have to Google. Okay. Anyone who's listening right now is going to Googling it or Bob Ross or dying laughing. Like Bob Ross t-shirt with um with these like old track pants that actually, again, belonged to my son. That didn't fit him anymore. So I start wearing them. They got hold at the bottom. That was my outfit on Sunday. So that would be. Oh my God. I know who Bob Ross is. I did Google that. Yes. That is so amazing. I will. You want that t shirt? Yes. Like, that's so classic. The fact that you would have a t shirt that's Bob Ross. Like, I am married to Bainter. Yes, of course. Yeah. I love me some Bob Ross. I, that is so funny. Like, that's literally how I live my life. And I think even more so, like, wintertime in Canada. Why not? Like, because <laughs> where are we going? Nobody's looking at our clothes. That's so funny. Well, so, like, we're no. committing to... We're going to challenge the whole audience. Like, if you guys want, like, to get in on this, I think you definitely need to, like, put what is your work-from-home outfit of the day? And like on Sundays, on Sundays is gonna be real good because yeah, if you can top Bob Ross, I don't know. <laughs> so funny. Maybe it's like not outfit of the day. Maybe it's like awful outfit of the <laughs> outfit of the week. 
Yeah, that's your that, you know. But <laughs> hey, like it's it's all good. It's all good. I I have the same oh. thing too about like um people will say to me it's it's really funny. People will say to me they're like oh like I really like your hair looks so good. I'm like my hair is filled with gym sweat. Like that's oh. like I'm like unbraiding my hair and it's like still. They're like oh like your hair looks so good. I was like really like that's that's like so I feel like this could be good with the ball dross and like sweaty hair. Like, you know, like, but going back to that vocabulary, that's one of those moments where you just be like, oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you for complimenting my hair. Instead of in your head going, oh, it's sweaty, gross. Yeah. Like, we need, need to start as women saying, thank you. Like, thank you for noticing. You're so right, though. Like, it's it's definitely one of those things. And I'm, I'm really bad at that. Like, somebody will give me a compliment and I... I'm trying to be like acknowledged to be like, oh, yeah, like that. Thank you so much for doing that. But like I constantly will go back to like, oh, yeah, like it's not a big deal. Like or, oh, you know, like you're overshadowing some where it's like, no, like you have to. And it speaks into that confidence thing, too, where it's like, you know, people, if they're giving you, if they're paying you a compliment, it's like own that. Like, sit, it's like, yeah, look, like my hair looks good. It's, it's covered in gym sweat. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's like somebody giving you a gift, like handing you a gift and you're like, Oh no 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 no! I don't I don't want that gift, and that's like unfortunate that we do that so much as women. It, it we, and I do feel like this group of women that are coming up, these young women that you're currently raising, I don't know. There's gonna be a huge shift, and we are going to start raising each other up in such a different way. Man, when we are like 60, 70 year old women, we're gonna be looking back at these other women. Going, yeah, that's yeah. how it should be. Yeah. I really feel so confident about this happening and boys too i think boys are going to change too i do and i yeah. think that it's like years like i somebody was asking me a question like i grew up like in an area where um i wouldn't say like i wasn't like i wasn't bullied to the point where i like had like it but i definitely was like made fun of in school like i was made fun of in school and i had like red hair i was overweight like and not that that's an excuse to make fun of somebody but like people i think th the problem is too is that like the difference between like my girls growing up versus like my generation it was like almost acceptable like it wasn't you know i was i laugh because they're doing valentine's day cards and it's like everybody's included everybody's gonna get one that wasn't my generation when i was growing up it's like you didn't get a valentine day card because they didn't like you right so that's like oh. it when you grow up, I think with that, it takes so many years to like kind of break that down and like rebuild your foundation blocks right up. So like, yeah, to speak to like these new girls that are, you know, coming through, it's like the level of confidence. Like it's just like every generation gets a little bit better, a little bit better. Even the stuff that I sit down or I'm talking about with my girls, it's I didn't have those conversations. I know I didn't have those conversations with my mom when I was a teenager, when I was growing up. And I love the fact that, you know, we're so close now. We get to share like all those things and they can share moments with me. And uh, I love that. I think it's like raising better women to, you know, be able to help future generations for sure. Like it's Definitely. amazing. Oh, I wanted to share one other thing about that just because we were talking about social media and um, a client of mine, because we were talking about how, you know, sometimes we just don't show up and show our faces. Um, it can be a detriment to the business. And this is actually what happened to her business, well, mainly to her account. Um, I do these Instagram audits. And so we sat down, went through her thing, and she hasn't been showing her face. She hired a company to do her social media for her. She hasn't been showing up with stories. She hasn't been showing up with doing like the reels and all of that fun stuff. And it's almost like she vanished from the company. And not that there's anything wrong with hiring a social media company, but you do still need to have your foot in it. It's, it's still your business and you should still be showing up. It's funny how she literally went from making lots of sales via social media to then none. Yeah. Like it just wasn't happening like for almost a whole year. Because and I think it's it's I yeah. think it's it goes back to that. It's like because authentically it's not you. And people, I think, when yes. they're looking at social media platforms, the number one drive that I know I get back from my clients is like, thank you for posting that, or like thanks for showing up, or thanks for doing that. And it's a way more personal story for me on Instagram. And and sometimes that makes me super uncomfortable. Sometimes I have to get out of my comfort zone. But you're right, because 
I think that even when I look back and it's like an evolution of even my Instagram, like I look back at like my first post and I'm like, oh my gosh, right? And like how much we've evolved from like yes. today to, and I, you know, I think that um, when you are on social media, especially as a business owner, like people want to see who you are and what you're, what you stand behind and like what your, what your goals are, what your failures are. Like, you know, being honest and authentic is the best way to be up there. And that's what drives, I think, more authentic followers mm -hmm. and more people that are going to translate then into um, customers, you know, at the end of the day, because, and which I think is another thing too, right? Like, I think so many people, you know, they have a lot of followers, like, but where are the quality of the, are they, are they following you because of you? And do they enjoy watching the stuff that you're doing and, and posting under the interacting? Because, you know, I'm not sure with this example that you had, but I know even for us, like our online platforms, we are trying to focus so much more attention to um, this season because of that fact, right? It's like we can connect in with people right away just by posting a video. And uh, even though it makes us uncomfortable, it's, you know, we have to get the more we do it, the more comfortable we get. And, you know, of course, like, it's like the first, like, you know, it's like the first podcast, like it was, you know, cracked together with like a little bit of idea and then you eventually evolve and then you're like, okay, we've got this in the bag. And, you know, now we're, you know, looking at expanding other things and, you know, it's just like anything like growth is sometimes scary and you just have to get over it. But that's so interesting about like the Instagram, because I do think that it's, and I, I'm not an expert in Instagram and or TikTok or Facebook, but I do think that the most beneficial way that you're going to translate anything into social media, into business um, for a sale, I think you have to be on there and be present. Like, I, I, and you must feel that with your business because like, even though you're taking other people's pictures, people want to see you though, right? Like people mm -hmm. want to see your face up there. And you agree. It, it definitely do. I, I think it's also like we... We often think about how it's important for us to show our work. Like you're going to show your interior design. You're going to show your furnishings. Like you're going to show the store. You're going to show your employees. But people want to, in order to become like, you know, quote unquote, raving fan, they want to celebrate with you. But they also want, they want to know all of the, like you said, the failures. They want, they need to get involved. They need to feel involved in order to become raving fans. And that's how we do that. Um, I, I will say, though, I actually don't, and I talk about this often, I don't post a lot in my actual, like, posts or reels. I use stories like crazy. Stories is kind of where I hang out, and, and I use TikTok as, like, a, more like a teaching place. But um, that's where I can show up, and I can show the behind the scenes of the day, and, and that's where people start to feel connected. But, yeah, I don't, like, I... Is there a reason why you don't? Like, I'm now I'm interested. Like, I and now I need to know. Like, for so for Instagram, you can so just for anybody that is like completely new to Instagram, there are essentially yeah. four ways you can target. You can do a post, you can post a reel, you can post a story, and am I do go live and go live? Yeah. So there's the four categories. So out of those four categories, you're up on stories. I'm up on stories. Because it's, it's this, it's the same thing as posting in your, you know, posting a reel, posting whatever, but those take a lot more effort for me to make. And I only have so much time in a day. Um, so I've given myself permission to not post as much. Um, but I off, like, I almost always show up in stories. And even if it's not me, if I'm just sharing somebody else's posts, like their clients, um, work or their, their product. And at least I'm showing up there and people are remembering me and they see me come up on the top. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I really started this over just over a year ago where I decided, you know what, I'm only going to post two or three times a month. That's it. Right. And uh, it, a lot of it had to do with mental health too. Mm -hmm. Like I really just didn't have the capacity to do it anymore. Like you feel like it was driving like... Um you not being able to get like the stress of like well, I can't get to that post like that's what you're feeling yeah mm -hmm. and and to be fair I actually spend more time on TikTok making videos for that because they're simpler to make mm. like they're they're so much more simple you don't have to write a big caption you don't have to have the kind of hashtags for your 
growth to happen. Um, so that's, I tend to like spend, you know, five or 10 minutes doing something for that. And then I do a little stories and that's it. That's my day. And yeah. when I have the capacity to make actual posts and I, then I do that. But um, yeah, there's, they have all these features for a reason. They don't, you don't only have to do reels. You don't only have to do carousels or educational pieces. The, the stories are there for that purpose for you to be able to grow as well. And I, I grow, like I, I do well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There. I feel, I feel like there are certain users that will gravitate naturally. Like, like, like in our follower group, there's definitely consistent people that will show up on our stories that are viewing the stories on a consistent basis. So I think once yeah. you have that and you can understand, I think the key thing is, is that you have to understand what your audience is looking for. And clearly like, you know, I would say if you are into, you know, photography, like I would be very interested to know what you're doing behind the scenes because like for me, I'm like, what is she doing? Like how is she setting things up? Like I, I, I find it really, really interesting, um, you know, and I do think similar to my business as well. Like when people are like, oh, like she gets to go pick out paint colors and like she's behind the scenes where it's not the finished pretty picture. Like we're actually showing like, I, I don't know, I guess like that hustle kind of grinder moment where it's like, yeah, like this is what we do in a day in the life. Like it's really cool and people connect to that. I Yeah, it's also it gives them the opportunity to see you engage with other clients too. Yeah. Which is puts them in the, in their shoes, right? So they're in benefit. And I have, you know what? I have clients that do very, very well with their reels and they post reels, you know, three or four times a week. And they batch it out and it's great for them and their stories are crap. It's just for me, I know that my people hang out there. Yeah. So, And I think that's the, that's the key point. I think the, the easiest thing I think with social media is to understand what your clients are looking for is just I, I somebody had given me this like years ago as a su- suggestion. It's like if you want to gain more followers on any social media platform, you need to go ask them what they're looking for. So if your people are hanging out over in stories or they're more reels or they're more whatever or what they're looking for, a simple question ask will probably answer most of your questions that, you know, will stress you out or, you know, that you're worried about putting together. I, on the other hand, like I've looked at my, I'm, I think because I'm like such a visual person, like I'm like this year for my Instagram, I'm going to post, like I'm going to commit to doing reels. I'm going to commit to doing posts. I'm going to commit doing it. But I'll tell you, like the live, the live, it scares me. Like I am, like it does, it scares me. And I, like one of my goals for this year is to actively be posting live. However, it's not just, it's, it scares me because I think sometimes like I just, it's, it's a job to be up there. Like, let's be honest, like getting those videos, getting the reels, getting the content, getting the photography, doing all the stuff, like it's a full-time job. Adding another scary kind of situation because you're going live right to your whole audience um makes you uncomfortable because that's i've i don't i've never done a live i've never (gasps) never done a live i know it's crazy i've never done a live and i feel like we have such a good business that it would be so relatable for our clients to be able to do a live because i think so many people would enjoy that experience but Mm -hmm. it's also too i want to be able and be fair like what i'm able to manage and stay sane at the same time right like i want to be able to like fairly manage that but instagram it's it it, instagram for us i don't know about for your business but it is our number one social media platform that we use compared to you know tiktok and facebook all of those we've had chats about tiktok before which is i know that you're actually your kid crushing it on tiktok i i was you know i i not even gonna ask i i have I have I have sworn to myself that TikTok will be I've refused it, refused it, but I think that um it is it's cool. It's it's a very great platform for making videos. Um I'm new to it. I don't have a ton of experience. I think if and anybody's listening to this, please go follow me and Nat on TikTok because we definitely <laughs> definitely need some help over that <laughs> Please go follow us. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's like it's it's a generation that I'm maybe not that used to, but trying to get used to TikTok. I love the video capabilities of it. Like it's amazing. And if for my business, it totally makes sense, right? Because you can make some cute videos with products and like switch outs and stuff and it's fun and people really gravitate towards that. But what do you use TikTok for? Like what are your major um suggestions that you would have with TikTok? Because you're a way more experienced user than me. So 
I will say, though, I'm making actually a massive change to my TikTok account very shortly. <laughs> so it's going to be changing. Um, I've been kind of putting a little bit of like behind the scenes, uh, like stuff I put in my stories, as well as um, little camera tricks that you can do with your phone. So teaching people like, oh, this is something you could do, or this is something you could do in camera to like to make your images better or whatever. But um, I will tell you that from a standpoint of whether or not I want to hang out on TikTok or Instagram, I can't stand TikTok. Okay. I don't want to hang out there. It's a bunch of weird stuff. <laughs> you don't want to deal with it. So, but similar to Instagram, you know, I was telling people five years ago, you got to get on Instagram. You got to get your business on there. And people were like, and I'm like, get on Instagram. And now, of course, they're building five years later. Yeah. You know, and this is what's going to happen with TikTok. It's always aging up. And we know that our people are eventually going to end over there or end up over there. It's just what ends up happening, um, especially with the growth that's happening over there. I will also mention as a cautionary, similar to Instagram and Meta and Facebook, you know, that company, um, they do take a lot of your information. Mm. Yeah. So good point. be aware. Turn your all your settings and your privacy, everything on your phone to like privacy and make sure that it doesn't take any additional information because they're it, it's a Chinese company, right? So you yeah. gotta you gotta be careful. And I think that when you I think I've read this, I think it was like Joe Rogan that said it was like when you go through and you actually look at the like the um, the the I can't even think of the word, but it's like the prerequisites like for like what the TikTok like ex- what what they're taking and you actually go yes. through and read it like it's like it's insane what they're actually yeah. grabbing from you and you know i think about that too like even with like my my kids because they're on tiktok like they're active users on that um we don't like we've decided in our house like we haven't you know outright or outlawed social media because we want to teach them how to use it in a safe and mindful way i'm also like dealing with teenagers so that's like a whole different mm-hmm. factor but the interesting part is like for like tiktok and i've said this to you before where I feel like on, I feel like I have Instagram in the bag. Like I know how to navigate it. I know how to get people. I know how to like make business work up there. But on TikTok, it's such a foreign object to me. But the crazy thing is, is that I think, it, I think TikTok's going to becoming more of the trendsetter over the next five years. Like it already what, is. It, it, like it, it's where all the audio is coming from. Anytime somebody is like, where'd that audio come from? Like, well, it was on TikTok like three months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think you know, for me, we have a lot of people that are, it's like, oh, no, like, I don't do TikTok. I'm not in that age bracket where I do TikTok. It's like, no, you're wor- watching TikToks on Instagram reels. Like, that's what you're doing. Like, you guys are all you guys are all watching that through. But it's just like the more sophisticated way to be like, no, but I'm just on Instagram. It's like, yeah, but those are being recorded in TikTok. Right. So get on the platform there. It's a, it's a big goal for us. Like, I think for this year is to grow our TikTok platform. So yeah, I mean, I don't half the time. I literally, I think this is the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is that most days I literally don't know what I'm doing, but I can Google it. I can ask friends. I can, you know, and then you figure it out pretty quickly what works and what doesn't work. So um, yeah, I think with TikTok, it, it, it's definitely something that it's a must have in business as you move forward. And I think there's a huge amount of power that can come from that platform um, that, that I'm not taking full advantage of. I know for myself, what do you feel? How do you feel about Facebook? What, what, what are your thoughts on Facebook? Still a great place to grow your business as well. As far as like business, business, it's where I usually hang out to, to connect with family and friends, to be quite honest. Um, But there's still opportunity. I, I have clients that, you know, as much as I tell them, oh, you got to utilize these other platforms, they're still getting most of their business from Facebook. Now, again, we have to think about who is the demographic and her demographic is, you know, women 50 to 60. So it just makes sense for her to keep going on there and to push harder on Facebook. Um, but yeah, it's it's not dying. I think it's, it's still there. And I think it's like what you said. I think the key word that you said, it's like you have to know your demographic. And I think with Facebook, like if you're, well, let's face it. Like I think anybody that was the first early users, like for, so for me, like I was early user at, for Facebook, like I would be up there. I'm connecting with family and friends and my clientele demographically would definitely be using Facebook. So I try to use it for, you know, education. It's like promoting, you know, our products 
it's more of a softer kind of cell content. And I do feel like it does work. It, it's not dead. Um, but definitely not. I probably don't give it as much time as what I do with Instagram and certainly with uh, TikTok and, and things like that. Video. So like if we're looking at Instagram, I know you spoke a little bit about this, like Instagram, you're doing a lot of reels, but you're actually recording the majority of this over in TikTok. Why is that? Like, why do you feel like it's so important? Is the usability of it or give us the slice? So, yeah, if I'm if I'm recording anything, that it, it will be over on TikTok. And then I just remove the watermark and I put it on Instagram. But actually, the majority of the time I'm making the video just on my phone. And then I edit it in like CapCut or InShot. I use InShot, but it's very similar to CapCut. Um, and I, that's usually how I do it. But are you saying like, are you asking why do why would I prefer TikTok? Yes. Like to I don't think I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Right? You prefer to record there? Uh, so I think for the majority, like I've had that I've had people ask me this question. So I have a couple of different um, areas where like I'll record. Like I might just record like just on my iPhone. Sometimes I record in TikTok because it has I think more more availability than what it does in instagram reels like it's it's hard you you there's more video edits that you can do with tiktok however i'm not super experienced i will edit a lot of my stuff in lightroom i i just prefer yeah that um and then i have a couple of video editing programs i think sometimes like um because i've noticed too like because my instagram account i will say and i try to add music into stuff when you have a business in Instagram account, you can't connect in with all the the music that's available. So that's slightly Almost. annoying. So I, I'll I'll hop over to other platforms in order to use that if I want to put add in like a music content or something like that. And if you're using a video editing platform like whatever, if it's Lightroom or Word, like I I also use another platform called Wordswag too. Um, yeah. And um. It just makes it easier, I think, to cut and trim and edit those things, you know, over in. So that that's my personal experience from it. But um, but with TikTok, I think it just depends on like what you're looking to like record. If it's something that is like transitional, I think that TikTok has like just more flexibility with with that. So that that would be my preference. But yeah, yeah, and they they have like some amazing templates where if you you know throw a bunch of photos in or throw a bunch of videos in will automatically set it to the beat of that music, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, there is options like that on CapCut now as well. Um, but yeah, there's just, I think it's just always like kind of for video, especially it's kind of always one step ahead of Instagram. Yeah. And then Instagram's like, what are we doing over there? The TikToks. What do we need to change? I agree. I agree. I think that it's like, it's it's funny because like you often like you'll go and you're like, and I think that's a cool thing. Like once you start getting into like doing TikToks and stuff like that, you start to like you're like wait like there's really like so much more availability over here that and it's cool ideas do you ever get like a creative block though when it comes to like thinking about new creative ideas and like how do you overcome that if you do get that because like for me sometimes I'm like ah like I'm listening I gotta think about something this week or like do you plan out like what your calendar should look like or do you have any suggestions with that I feel like my brain is actually the opposite. I feel like I have too many ideas and I don't know how to start it. So usually what I do is I write down, like I, I'm always journaling. So I have like a journal specific to like my social media and I'm writing down ideas because it then becomes easier. Like, okay, that's next. That's next. And I love list. Yeah. I don't know if you're like that. You're, yeah. a, you're a list person. Were you born with a list in your hand? That's what my mother always said about me. I feel like I'm like from the generation where I'm like good old pen to paper. Like if I put pen to paper, like I get up every morning and I journal and like I don't get it. Like people there, there is a connection. I think that my brain maybe is this creative. I don't know. There's a connection that my brain will make when I sit down. I have a quiet moment. I have a journal that's specific to if it's gratitude, if it's like what you're saying, making lifts or whatever. Um, and if I can put pen to paper, it just makes me feel more connected to whatever that topic is. And I feel like I have better result when I do things like that. And I think that that, yeah, it probably is from my generation because we were in school where we 
Oh, yeah. Like we had computers and stuff like that, but like certainly not digitally influenced the same way that we are here. And even to this day, like if I'm taking notes, it's funny. If I take notes through a meeting, I will write them down and then I put them into my computer because um, I just feel like I have more of an understanding and connection with it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I will say there's two different ways that you can come up with different ideas as well. Like you're feeling really stuck. Um, If you're saving audio, just go read through your audio actually with kind of a helpful reminder of like, oh, yeah, that was fun. Okay. And it'll kind of help you to get a little more creative and uh, brainstorm. The other thing that I would suggest is going through your insights, but looking back at like the last six months, last year, and see what actually has performed well and try doing something similar to that. Okay. Is it performed well six months ago? It's probably going to perform well again now. Yeah. Um, so, and, and repurpose. Like if you had something that you created in Canva, you know, and it's already in Canva. Just change out the colors, change out the font, and reshape your it. Yeah. That simple. Maybe change the caption a bit. But that might only take five minutes instead of having to rethink about something else. If you're really stuck, repurposing is kind of one of the best ways that you can post and not worry about it. Yeah. And I think that that like speaks to like I've used that a lot over the past couple of years with my platforms. And I think reposting content on different platforms as well. So it's not like for me, like I won't post the same thing to TikTok, to Instagram, to Facebook. It will all be different, but sometimes they are repurposed, you know, for that particular platform, you know. And I think once you get going and you have a bulk of, you know, stuff like, even just like with these podcasts and stuff, maybe not this one because we're doing it live. But if I'm taking notes on my podcast, I'm like, oh, like this is such good information to like share with people. And maybe I can turn that in and flip it into like an Instagram live that I'm going to challenge myself with. Or like maybe I can do this or like maybe I can do that. And I think once you start getting like a good bulk together, you can start to like repurpose a lot of things over your platforms that will really help grow your business. I love that. I, I think that's such a great tip. I do like the fact too that you said to do digital audits because I feel like I don't do that as much as what I should. And that's such a great suggestion for people to actually go through because it's a little bit about what we we're speaking about before. Like it's like if you want to grow your business, like the easiest way to do it is to actually ask your audience what they're looking for or if they have and go back and actually audit it through. So do you suggest doing that every like how what what's the time span to do that that you would suggest? I always tell people that within like three to six months, mm. every three to six months, you should be doing it. And at least looking at your hashtags. Yeah. If you're using hashtags over and over again, um, that's never going to benefit you, especially if you're like, oh, it's actually not, it's not capturing any non-followers, then, then what's the point of doing it over and over again? But it, you know, the insights inside, from, inside of a creator account or a business account are incredible on both like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, they, they all have such great information. Um, and I feel like so many people don't know how much deeper you can go. Like, um, for example, you know, like if you were looking through and going, okay, well, uh, I want to know which posts actually got website taps on. Like most people don't know that you can actually find out which ones did really, really well in that manner or which ones um, actually got new followers from. You know, those, those are the t- type of things that people don't know a lot about and uh you when you go in deep and you go a little yep. deeper into it you can find all that information and that's where like the juicy stuff is yeah i do agree i think that people there is a lot of content that's out there that people statistically like i'm such a stat person that i'm like i love going through all those details and like looking mm-hmm. at stuff because it really can get it like you think sometimes i think especially well i mean let's face it like when you're in business and you're you're an entrepreneur and you're going through A lot of this is learning curves for, like, I don't have a social media marketing team. Like, we're not big enough to have that. So a lot of this you have to do by yourself. you got to figure it out. And and I find that stuff, like, super informative. And it's just such an easy way to, like, give you peace of mind to understand. You're like, okay, like, that's working. That's not working. Let's try this. Let's tweak this. Let's add this. And it really can help you connect with your audience, like, a lot deeply more deeply, I guess, than, uh, you know, what uh, just a random post is, is going to be doing. So I know that you mentioned this before. So how many posts do you think that you should be posting a day? I know that you say that you're kind of on it, but, you know, it, it, and that, that is for a personal because you like to hang out on stories. But if you're a new business that's coming up or 
you know, how many would you recommend that you should be posting um, on a daily basis if you're looking at Instagram? I don't have a number. And I don't think that anyone should have a number. Uh, I think that you should think about how much time you have. So when you're building your business, um, often you have more time because you don't have the client. You're trying to build your client list. So definitely, you know, if you have an extra 20, 30 minutes a day, you should be posting. 100%. Now, if you are at a point in your business where you're just uh, maintaining, then, you know, once, twice, three times a week is probably more than enough. Um, I don't think it's important to be posting every single day. Now, mind you, with TikTok, you should be posting every day. I don't post every day, and I, I should. The word should, it really shouldn't be in the hidden <laughs> It's like, we're going to challenge. I'm going to be checking out you on TikTok and be like, hey, where's your mouse? Yeah, no. Um, but that word should should not be in the shouldn't be in the dictionary dictionary or in our vocabulary because we shouldn't shouldn't have to say this is what has to be done. Um, but I, but TikTok would be beneficial if you're posting as often as possible. I think one thing that I started doing this a couple of years ago, I actually I schedule my social media stuff in once a week, and I would highly recommend like especially if you or trying to grow your business on a social media. Like for me, like it's a really big goal this year to hit a certain amount of followers, to gain more business, to have some more traction. So if you're at that point where it's like, you know, you're a little bit beyond kind of like starting up your business, but you want to really get more connection with the followers that are out there, I I schedule it in. So for me, it looks like there is one day a week that I go through and I do a lot of our marketing, a lot of our you know, like I'll repurpose content, I'll plan it out for the week, not necessarily my Instagram, because I do like it when it's a little bit more of a natural kind of flow. But I do take a lot of time. And for me, it's Mondays, like it's always on Mondays that I will intentionally sit and do the other thing that we do do too, that's not even on here. um, It's mail outs, email mail outs. I don't know if you if you use those as well. But um, I find we're a little bit different. We come in, come into the store. We'll have you sign up to a mail list. And I find that the clients that sit on our mail lists are, they are forever. They're like the Facebooks. Like they are, like they're not going anywhere. They love a good email. And if they want to unsubscribe, then they can. But we have really tried to focus on growing our email list. And I think that that's something that a lot of people miss out on because they think email is dead. I don't. Mm -hmm. I think that you're going to have... Of if if somebody wants to subscribe to your email listing list, I think that you will have a very um, like solid customer that will translate. They love reading those emails, and we try to keep it fresh. and And and, and that's where a lot of the content will be repurposed to um, the customer mail list. Yeah. Do you use those for your clients? I I currently don't, but I did. Yes. <laughs> and I um and I really believe in email marketing. I think that's really important even though I'm not currently using it. Uh, and I'll give you an example because this happened last, not this past weekend, but a week ago. Uh, clients of mine, they lost their Instagram and Facebook accounts and they sent an email letting everyone know because that's where they get their sales from. And um, within like three days, they already were at a thousand of their followers. Now, mind you, they were at, I think, 10,000 followers. So it's going to take them some time to build up again. But uh, you don't all know followers for sure you know that you have your email list yep. always yep. there for you and those those are your people yeah so yeah and the, and the readership i think is much higher than than the ability to reach everyone on your instagram page and, and i think that's the key point that you point, pointed out that i i didn't mention like you don't own the followers so that's the key thing especially when you're looking at these platforms because one you know pull of the plug or somebody hacks in or something happens and you know everything can be lost in just like a split second so I think there is like true value especially when you're trying to connect with people and you're trying to do like we have an online store we're trying to do like promote more business that way and if you can do that through email marketing it you know you own those and you know it it would be difficult for us to lose our subscribership with that you know so different than Instagram or Facebook or any of those other social media platforms like TikTok and things like that. Okay, so I think what would be the greatest piece of advice that you would have for someone heading out to do a branding photo shoot? If they were looking to do that and setting up their new business, what kind of advice would you um, give to somebody that was looking to do that? Well, going back to, you know, us talking about 
being comfortable and feeling that confidence in front of the camera. It's really about finding a photographer that suits the look and feel of your brand. So do you want that to be really kind of dark, moody? Do you want it to be really earthy? Do you want that bright, shiny looking photos? Um, so start with the look and feel and then make sure that you get along with that photographer. Make sure it's somebody who you can, you connect with, that you could have a conversation for an hour, two hours or three hours with during the photo shoot because there's nothing worse than sticking than sitting with somebody for three hours and being, you know, bored to death and you're never going to get that great imagery of you yeah. if they're if they're not talking to you or they're not connecting with you so definitely somebody that will connect with you um and then lastly um, making sure that the photographer that you're working with also does a branding call prior to kind of review what it is that you are going to um be photographing that day what's the goals of the shoot what are those type of things and you know for for myself um, we do that for our larger packages. We do like a 30-minute conversation. We come up with a full itinerary. So those three hours are used really well. Um, and then with our smaller one-hour sessions, we send an email just to kind of prepare everyone for it. So I think that it's like about that preparation um, prior because this is this is something you're spending a lot of money on. Yeah. You need to be as prepared as possible so that you're getting the outcome. Or sorry, the outcome is um, is what you actually need not just for social media, but for your website and for marketing pieces. But what are those messages that you want to share? Like, think about those type of things. Do you think that it makes a difference for a brand, like a, specifically to branding your photography for a business? Do you think that it makes a difference when you have a power outfit on um, when that captures like through um, a picture? Do you think, do you find that clients like are more confident is that something that will trigger confidence, you know, when they are, I don't know, pardon the expression, but dress for success, whatever that looks like in their, you know, sort of wardrobe? Because I feel like for me, this speaks volumes. Like I'm always talking about this. I'm like, you got to dress like you got to have a power outfit. You got to have like whatever that looks like. And it that a power outfit literally could go back to like what we we're talking about. I mean, sometimes my power outfit could be the, you know, Bob Ross. Like it, whatever that looks like, you own it and own it 100%. Do you feel like that captures a better picture when people are in your studio? Mm-hmm. And no, the power suit doesn't matter. Like it, it's more about uh, feeling like a million bucks. Okay. So feeling like a million bucks could be in a pair of jeans and some pumps. You know, it really does, again, depend on who it is that you're trying to speak to. Um, Are you trying to speak to another professional? Are you trying to speak to, um, you know, a mom at home? Are you trying to speak? Like, what is it? Who is it that you're trying to connect with? And mimic them. Yeah. And that's really it. Like, you are in, it's the way, if it was you, Amanda, um, you are in a very stylish world. Like, it's really important that you're you're in design. So that you look like a designer, that you've had that feeling. Um, but also that you're working with clientele that um, that might wear, you know, the jeans with the heel and they might feel comfortable more in that way. How are you going to meet them? Are you going to go to their home and are you aware? You're not going to wear a three-piece suit probably. No, no, no. I probably should have reworded it like in a way where it's like a power suit, but like I think power outfit in the sense where you know, it makes you feel good. Like, I think that there are so many people that, you know, they'll put on something and they don't feel good. And I feel like you shouldn't wear that if it doesn't make you feel like a million bucks. And if that is jeans and a t-shirt and you own that, and that's what you can, like, if you can feel like, I always like think that if you feel like you can go on stage and sing like an opera, like, you know, like, and you could be out there just owning yourself and being so confident, that's what you need to wear. Whatever that looks like, because what my outfit looks like is going to speak differently than what your outfit might look like, right? Because it's like what makes you feel good is bringing forth that confidence too. And I think that, you know, that's important, especially when you're trying to sell yourself and being in business. And you are right, because I think that when you're in, I don't know, a design position, I think with photography, it's probably the same thing. You know, people are looking to see what you're wearing, what you're checking out. And my style ranges from all different like I will go to the have I 
I have things that are expensive. I have things that are not expensive. And it's about feeling good at the end. Mm-hmm. I had, um, I just, I read this really good book. Um, it's called, uh, it, it's by Christine Quinn, who um, she is one of the characters from Selling Sunset. So she's one of the real estate agents. I don't know if you know who she is, but like, she's like the blonde bombshell. She's super hot. She's always dressed in like high-end like designer. And anyways, in her book, I won't spoil it, but it's really good. She talks about having a power outfit and how to establish what your power outfit should look like. And how they suggest that you do it, which I thought was really interesting, is to like look at somebody that you really admire. Like whatever that is. If it's a public figure, maybe it's an actress, maybe it's, you know, whoever, whoever that is. And sort of mimic like what their style is with your own little tweaks in it, you know, like, you know, for me, like I really sometimes like connect with like jeans and T-shirt. And I think that you can make that outfit look really cute, you know, like I, I, I challenge, like I think your, your T-shirt and your bobs is like, oh, I think that the T-shirt is like super cute with like jeans and like a pair of Converse. You can rock that and you can look so great. And like you could put on like a little blazer and it would be like, oh, it's like so cute. And then there are other days where I'm like, I want to put on boots that like go up to my knee. Like I want to put on a pair of heels. Like they're just every day I'm, 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 I'm all over the place. But that was her suggestion is like to figure out, you know, who, who really inspires you, who you connect and then make it your own, which I think really? is like so like that's so important. Right. It's like just tweak it like a little bit. I have multiple people because there's so many people that inspire me. And I feel like that's kind of how you get, it's like how you kind of get your style, right? And like how you get confident in your style and it's like you're owning your own little part of you, so. I love that. That's yeah. such a smart idea. I also think it's really important that your outfit has stretch in it. Yes, 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 yes. Any sort of extra stretch in your pants would be really beneficial for your photo shoot. Right? <laughs> and I'm not joking, I'm totally serious. Get comfy. Even if it's like jeans with a little stretch in it, you know, just be comfortable. And I, you know, I, I love that she suggested that. Now I'm going to start thinking about who it is that I want to mimic. I'm going to mimic Amanda McLean. <laughs> yeah, I think that like some people, some people were like, I think it's even like in your attitude too. Like sometimes I look to people where I'm like, oh, I'm so inspired by her. A lot, a lot of them are females, but like they're, and I kind of go all, like I live all over. I have like these manifestation boards that I'm like, who inspires me? Like, who do I want? to sort of like I don't know kind of zone in on it like I think like she's a really like you like I love like I was looking at your Instagram and I'm like oh my gosh like you have like a picture of your hat and I'm like that's so cute like I love that like I want to wear a hat and like take pictures like that I'm like so inspired by that I'm like I want to like that's my spring look I feel like <laughs> let's do it yeah wear all the hats it, it all the teenies and all the hats yeah it is and and then yeah it's I think that that's like it's it's really really important to speak to that though like it get confident because I think that that helps when uh, you have confidence in like what you're well what you're wearing and no matter what that looks like if it's jeans and a t-shirt or maybe it's like I don't know a cute little pair of heels whatever that looks like. Guys, I hope that you guys enjoyed this amazing chat with Nat. I know that um, both of us are entrepreneurs and obviously work in different spectrums where Nat is a photographer, I work in interior design and project management, but our paths cross so much and we do have to expose ourselves so much to our clients and audience and getting comfortable behind the camera. I think that there's so many of us that struggle with that and just because you see somebody's picture on social media does not mean to say that they have oozes and oozes of confidence. We all struggle with things, you know, just at different levels and different spectrums. And the only way to get better at that is to just keep on pushing forward, keep doing those things, keep making yourself uncomfortable because that's where you're going to have the growth. That's where you're going to gain a little bit more confidence. And at the end of the day, I don't know about you guys, but as I've entered, as I get into, you know, I'm a little bit older now, I just don't care anymore. I don't care that, you know, I'm not, I'm, really authentically trying to show up as myself. And um, and the only way to do that is just to be raw. And if that makes you a little bit more vulnerable, then that's what you need to do in order to create really great content and being able to expose yourself, especially when it comes to all of these social media platforms. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you know, the more exposure you have, the more comments you're going to get, 
sometimes those comments are not always positive. Sometimes they can be negative. And you know what? For the one person that we end up focusing on that has something negative to say, even if that includes ourselves, it's like, you know, we we don't pay attention to the thousands of other like, you know, positive comments that are out there. So I really want you guys to pay close attention to that because no matter what level you're at, no matter if you're starting a business or if you're a really experienced veteran, we all struggle with things and it doesn't matter. And I expect that the more you grow, the more, you know, you're going to run into these kind of things. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Please give Nat a follow because she's so amazing. I mean, she has such a great, uh, you know, handle on social media and being able to like really brand yourself and exposing yourself uh, with that. And I don't know, I just love chatting with her. She's definitely, um, you know, one of those girls that I definitely will like catch up and have coffee with or whatever later. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Can't wait to see you guys next week. That is a wrap for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Creative Influencer Show. I hope you have gained some inspiration today and you have left with your heart and your mind a little fuller. I love using this platform to chat, inspire, and discuss everything that lights my freaking heart on fire. A huge favor, though, for your girl Amanda here. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to the channel and share with two of your friends. Tag them on social media and tag us. Creating content for this platform is what brings me so much freaking joy, guys. You have no idea. But I want to grow and I want to share these growth mindset concepts with everyone. So I can't do that without your help. So please share, comment and spread the love. Until next time, guys, may you find gratitude in every day. Live your life to the fullest and be courageous enough to conquer the world.